0: In the past, I I used to just put it on. But now, having experience using greys, I put the grey on first. And that brings a kind of softening to the colours that you put on top of it. You're
1: listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hey, Dad. Hello, Steve. You all right?
0: I'm very well, thanks. Yes. Good. Yes, Yes, it's a (coughs) bit bit colder now, isn't it? It is. We've put our heating on this week for the first time in the UK, so it's getting a bit nippy. Getting close to winter. (laughs) Yes, just a little reminder, isn't it? Never mind. Uh, I don't really mind. Uh, I like the seasons. I like the change of seasons. I know that, that there are places in the world, I'm sure, where they, they really don't have the seasons like we do. And although us, us British moan about it all the time, I, I quite like the change of it. It mm. makes us appreciate when we get the spring and the summer. But, uh, yes. and it's beginning to get... Uh, and, of course, we. I notice, and I'm sure you have too, and I'm sure everybody, um, uh, all our members have noticed, that... The uh, Christmas stuff in the shops, it's everywhere. You can't move now.
1: <laughs> it comes out early, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, every time. When you think it's only the middle of October, but then that's the norm, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's amazing what could happen in a week, isn't it? Um, isn't it just, isn't it? <laughs> it's, well, it is with you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... We like, to, we like to throw in a few surprises every now and again uh, well, to everyone listening and people that are subscribed to everything that you do. That's right. Well, so, they got, they've got a big surprise. Well, they
0: had a big surprise coming this week, didn't they? That's going down very well, though, isn't it, the, uh, the new project?
1: Well, yeah, I yeah, um, think in the community uh it was was the biggest thing that we we've done in the last week the gray wolf has obviously gone down very well and mm, mm. but the uh the community is something that we've been thinking about for a long time and been working on for a while to get that right and uh finally i was able to get to a stage to reveal it i did mention it on the podcast because i wasn't quite sure if it would be ready but uh, last yeah. week but it was and um yeah wow the response it, has been phenomenal has it it's going well is it yes um, so we've had well we're, we're creeping onto 200 members good lord That's uh, not that, that have signed up and well over 100 pieces of artwork uploaded already wow. to the site so people are enjoying it lots of uh, lots of discussion lots of lovely comments uh, on each other's work exactly what we wanted mm. and mm. Uh, we'll be getting you on there as well dad um, you will be <laughs> when we have I'm a time a <laughs> when we have no, when we have time I will do yes yes and uh and you'll be able to see and, and comment and everything at the moment it's uh it's all members and um yeah so if you haven't already joined the community uh then go over to colinbradleyart.co.uk and there is a link in the top right for the new community top right of your screen will take you there and it's free to join
0: yeah what i like about it uh apart from the fact that uh all our members and all our listeners too, because some of our listeners aren't members, can take part in all of this and make it one big happy club.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it sort of of separates the community from paying members. It's, you know, the community has been a bolt on to uh f- as a bonus for all members and we just thought well why keep it like that why don't we open mm. it up to everyone mm. everyone mm. that takes your courses everyone that subscribes to you on youtube why not every single person mm. that you touch with your tutorials out there mm. uh why can't they share their artwork with everyone else so. absolutely
0: well i think it's a wonderful thing and i'm sure everybody will would go along with the with that uh thought yeah, yeah good that was a great thing steve no you did that it's
1: just another example of the things that we've been mulling over and uh you know obviously it's the last podcast next week and uh so you know just to give you a taste of of other ways that we're you know we're expanding mm-hmm. and and the reason why it's really hard to fit in these podcasts that's
0: right and the other thing of course is is I, the, the questions have got fewer and fewer because everybody's got the, got answers. the answers now haven't they <laughs> You know, we 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 must have, in the 150 podcasts, we must have covered just every question there could possibly be. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think this is why it's all beginning to dry up a bit. So we, I think we probably chose a good time to, to wrap it up. But uh, we've got a few announcements next week, which will, I'm sure will please people. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll save that until then. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so I suppose it's really, like you said, there's not a lot of uh, questions that are coming in. If anything, it's sort of just general questions. Um, and there's a couple that I wanted to bring up this week uh, right. for though, for others listening, just to give sort of general information rather than just putting it out there to the person that's asked for the information. Um, the first topic was to talk about the swordfish sharpener um, that you used and recommended. We did a YouTube clip showing off yep. how well it sharpens the pastel pencils mm-hmm. well someone uh, well, a lot of few people have got in touch um this this email comes from susan saying that uh, i bought a swordfish sharpener which worked for a little while and then started chewing up the pastel pencils i can't find who to contact for the sharpener i bought it from amazon uk but i live in arizona if you have any suggestions on how to fix or who i need to call i would be most grateful um so i've wanted to ask you dad about your swordfish sharpener because uh, a few people have said that the the blades blunt after a while how mm. um, have you found yours sharpener?
0: Uh, yes, exactly the same. Um, I, I don't use it very often at all, but I never did, Stephen. Uh, you know, my preference is for the uh, blade. And although I did use it um, on demonstrations, I used it a few times. Uh, it, still, it still works for me, but I can see what people mean. Mm. It's not as good as it was when I first started. Yeah. But I don't use it very often. I, I use the blade. I much prefer the blade. Um, it's, it's, it's really a professional artist tool that not many professional artists who use pencil work, and especially if they use graphite pencils, they they wouldn't use, um, pencil sharpness. they would mm. probably come back to me and say, yes, yes, we do. <laughs> but the thing is you, you can get Better points now. I know you can say, "Well, yeah," but you can get a really nice sharp point with a swordfish. Yes, you can, and it's a, it is a great sharp point. But sometimes you don't necessarily need a sharp point. You need uh, a wedge, or you need um, a, a stronger point. You see, when you put a, put it, you take it out of a short swordfish. You've got a long point on it, haven't you? And that can break very quickly. Whereas if you were to sharpen it with a blade, you can have a, a shortest amount of pastel there, but still have a point on it. You've mm. got the idea. And that means that when you press hard on it, it doesn't ping, 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 ping all over the place. Mm. You, can, you, can, you, have, you can put more pressure on it. And you can only really do that with a blade because mm. the blade hones your uh, nib, your pastel nib, to exactly what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. so, so you know, i don't more, use more success.
1: control yeah mm.
0: but it is a problem i mean i've i have uh i did go into this before we even began i i was never really a great lover of the pencil sharpens for that reason you know because uh, the electric ones are good but they would do the same thing it is a bit of a problem i'm afraid yeah.
1: well uh i've got a bit of good news for for those that do encounter this problem and and it was actually wendy uh on a, one of our members that found the the company that um, that make the swordfish sharpener, and in her experience and other people 's experience that they send you uh, a replacement blade if you send them proof of purchase all oh, right um so so if you do find that you know the the blade's blunt or you know you have a problem, then you can get directly in touch with the mm. the the manufacturer and they will send you a replacement blade, so the information I want to give out is. The website address to go to, uh, which is www dot, and then the the name of the company is Snowpake Brands, and I spell that out is S N for November, uh, O for Oscar, P for Papa, A for Alpha, K for Kilo, E for Echo Brands, B R A N D S dot com. So Snowpake Brands dot com. Um, that's the name of the the website that make the swordfish sharpener. As I said. If you send them proof of post, uh, proof of um, purchase, they will send you a replacement blade. Um, but of course, the chances are it's going to do it again. So you're going to have to. Uh, I mean, they were on sale, They're, you know, very cheap sharpener. Um, but I think you're going to have this problem, like you said, with any sharpener.
0: You would do, Steve. It doesn't um, matter what they. Even if you pay, I mean, as you say, you can pay a lot of money for that. but You could have paid fifty pound for it, and it would still do the same thing.
1: And and I think it was wendy or someone said that it's because the even though the the swordfish does do a really good job of sharpening the pastel pencils the pastel pencils are a are, are harder to sharpen so therefore it takes more effort so the blades aren't necessarily designed to sharpen the the pastel pencil because it's That's a right. different product yeah um it just so happens that it does do a good job mm. So it's just to clarify, just to clarify anyone else there that, that might be wondering that hasn't seen that information on the members area. Oh good.
0: Good. Um, well that that's that's good information, Steve.
1: And uh, the, other, uh, the other thing, it's just a bit of housekeeping, I suppose, this next one, is to do with the pads that we're selling, the, uh, the, the bespoke custom Colin Bradley art pads. A few mm-hmm. people have said about having trouble tearing out the pieces of paper, and I know on your video, Dad, you made it look easy, but that's because you had a little bit it of practice. It is easy, Steve.
0: <laughs> it, it is easy. And you, you know why I do that? How I do that is I tend, when I lift the paper, I don't just rip it out. I fold it, I, I don't fold it, I curl it and start it off very, very gently to start with mm. and then zip, no problem.
1: Yes. That's well, the answer to it. There is there is a knack to doing it, obviously. Yeah, but um, you've got
0: to find it. If you just try to pull it out or rip it off, it won't come off. But, you know, I can do it and I'm sure other people do it. Well, I do do it because yeah. I use them
1: yeah well i just wanted to because i spoke to our suppliers about that and just sort of seeing if there's you know any other way because like i say a few people have have queried it so i wanted to get their advice and your advice obviously you've just said um i'll read out what they sent me they said uh, with regards to the pads there's little we can do in terms of the actual glue as they're standard strips there's a very fine line between having glue that is strong enough to hold the sheets in but not so strong that you can't tear the sheets out um, we have found that if you break the spine, i.e. really push the front cover back, that it's easier to tear out the sheets. So right. that was just a little bit of advice on top of what you just said, that if yep. you effectively break the spine, in quotes, um, but you just push the cover real far back and then they will come out easier.
0: I, I would say that uh, you need to get one of them and just try You see, what I did when I first did it, I could I could see that there would be a problem but the, the problem we had, if we, we had a choice of either using those strips or using the ring binders, which I spiral. Hate. Spiral. The spiral, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, spiral. I hate them. I, and Because what I have to do with that, I, I've got a few watercolor sheets like that, and I have to tear those out, and then I have to guillotine the ends off. And that's a real pain to mm. do that. So... I mean, the other option I had was I could just use a a blade and uh, run along the edge. But um, then you just leave all the little bits and paper in it. No, that didn't work either. So when I first got the pad, I did practice a couple and thought, oh, well, how do I do it? But if you just curl it slightly at at the top end and curl it over towards yourself and then gradually ease it off and then zip it. It comes off easy, mm. so it 's practice, really,
1: yeah, yeah, like I could say just a bit of housekeeping, just to address a couple of the things that people have have queried about uh, various products and things like that that we 've we 've spoken about, um, but yeah, those pads are going down really, really well, they are well, were now... we're selling
0: an awful lot of them aren 't we I yeah. mean, and that 's proof really that they are working, and people are prepared to do what I said, and the other thing I would say is that there isn't, there's so good to have, you can, I wouldn't do this actually having said it, but you can just um, draw a picture on the pad. I wouldn't do that. I know some people do. It's okay if you were sketching, if you were going out for the day and you wanted to sketch, you could take the pad out and sketch with it because you're not necessarily putting a lot of pressure on. Sketching is really just uh, not putting any pressure, just lightly dusting the surface with your pastel pencil. Uh, so that that's another way that uh, i've seen it used in other people using it Mm. other use other other people using pads of a similar kind
1: yeah and if you uh use amazon out there then you can order the pads now on amazon they are creeping up the the paper charts on amazon so uh if you prefer to use amazon then we sell them also on there well there you go Uh,
0: so they're they're a very good thing but i i am I, I wouldn't want to water any of that. I think we we got it right, even though there's that little little hiccup. It's still well worth the um, having those rather than the individual sheets.
1: Oh yes, yeah, way more cost effective for, for mm. your students. So the uh, the next thing we want to talk about is another new project and something different to the website. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen you do this kind of well amphibious type, type <laughs> animal before um, it's a green frog which we'll put the picture up so you can see and it's going to come up in the next week um, a nice sort of uh, shorter project uh, compared to some of the other ones um, talk about this project dad, why did you choose to do an animal or amph- amphibian that I don't <laughs> think I've ever seen you do before uh, well I
0: wanted to do some I just had that sort of Fun time. I was looking at it, and thinking, I want to do something that's really fun, and I wanted something that was colourful, really colourful. And I had this picture for some time. I've had this picture around, and I thought, oh, I do that one day. I'll do that one day. Um, the the problem is that that needed to. I needed to use the blenders extensively on that. Uh, as people will see and that's what give it the sheen all the sheens if i'd have tried that five years ago when before the blenders came into operation i wouldn't have been able to succeed it wouldn't have been able to i wouldn't been able to get that kind of um because it's only a small picture i mean it probably looks quite big uh, you know it might seem quite big but actually it's quite a small picture so i it was very necessary to use uh, a blender which i did uh, extensively and I, I loved it. I think it was absolutely gorgeous. And by the way, Steve, I don't know to I mentioned this to you, but a few weeks ago I went to Hobbycraft in Westwood to do a, a demonstration, which was very successful. People liked it, and I took a few originals with me, including this one. And this got the biggest amount of interest shown on it. They I could, I couldn't believe it. But a couple of the little kids were absolutely in raptures about it, and then there was a couple of young ladies who I think they actually worked uh, in the Hobbycraft store, they came along, and they were smitten by it.
1: Why do you think?
0: I don't know. I think it's something to do with frogs. Frogs, pigs, owls, there's something magical about them. I don't know what it is. People love them. They collect them.
1: There is a bit of fantasy element surrounding frog stuff, isn't there? I think you're right. Yeah. You know, the princess and the frog, there's all these, you know, that's right. So there is a um, fantasy kind of draw attraction to to frogs.
0: Yes, and they're collected. People have collected, them, uh, collect you know, China ones, bronze mm. ones, uh, all sorts. So they are popular, and I think this will be. I I hope it will be because it's. Uh, I've actually got it on my screen. I'm looking at it now, and it's really charming. And it was the way it was. I had it. Um, poised looking through a hole in the leaf which I thought was absolutely charming, you could almost put a caption on it, I was tempted to put a caption, you know, one of those bubbles coming off <laughs> you can sort of imagine saying what do you want?
1: Yeah <laughs> yes, or It's like, like, that, it's like a uh, <laughs> it's almost bridging between realism and cartoonism Yes, that's, that's right. right, yes absolutely and i loved
0: it but the colors are brilliant aren't they and um i think people the, you know the hardest part of that picture was the leaf that was the hardest part why was it hard well to get those lines on there they're looking like veins you know rather than just lines i think people when they do this are going to find that a little bit of a pain in the bum so what i had what well, you'll see how i did it um I, I put the lines in and then kind of um smudge them out using again, using the blender. It couldn't be done without the blender.
1: Which which one do you use? Blender.
0: Oh, do you know you've got me now? I think it would have been the ivory. I think I think it would have been the ivory one. I'd have to go over it again and find out now, but I can't remember. But I think it was the ivory one. I think you could use any one, really. Uh, to do it with. If I'd have done this, this is why I said I couldn't have done it years ago, if I would probably had to use, if I, if I wanted to do it now without blenders, I would probably have to use a pencil over the top of that. You know, put the line on and then put the color that was under it, which would have been, uh, I would think the gray 230, I think, was the gray I used for the base color of that. I would have had to put the 230 on top of that line to weaken it. Um, but you don 't have to when you 've got the two thirty underneath and you use the blender, it just pushes it into the color underneath so but the vein was the hardest bit hard hardest part of that, making them look right mm. but it was so important to do it i i couldn 't just just you know put put a color in without any kind of um, framework mm. with it it wouldn 't have worked very well, uh, but I loved it, I, especially the I'm sure people will pick this up, but there's a a finger on the the, bo- the bottom of the picture, second from the left, that's raised off the leaf. And I love the way that that comes almost three-dimensional out of the leaf, off the leaf. It's the way that the shadow has been built up underneath it. Hmm. If you look at the two, if you look at the first one, the, the first on the left, that's touching the leaf. And how you know that is because the shadow is very close to the leaf. But when the second from the left, it's raised, and the reason you know it's raised is because that shadow is diffused.
1: Right, I see. So, they, so in this picture they'll learn how to yes, create how to do 3D. That.
0: Yes, it, it's a technique which uh, I've used before in other things, but that is really, really, really clever way of being able to put a three-dimensional uh, aspect. I'd, probably people wouldn't have picked it up if I hadn't said... Until they start doing it and think, oh, I see how Colin did this.
1: Yeah. What about, um, there's obviously a lot of green in this. How easy is green to work with when there's that much green?
0: Ah, uh, you, well, the green behind, I couldn't do anything about. I, I didn't want it to be too bright, mm. but I couldn't. It, I think I put grey on first there, Steve. I'm pretty sure I did. Grey first, then the green on top. Grey is a wonderful... Um, neutralizer. Do you know what I mean? Um, it, it neutralizes the color that goes on. I use it an awful lot. I've just been using a picture, this, doing a picture this week, that um, I wanted to, to, to use some orange and some uh, red ochre on a roof. And in the past, I, I used to just put it on. But now, use, having experienced, using greys, I put the grey on first and that brings a kind of softening to the colours that you put on top of it so right. I've learnt an awful lot over the last two or three years um, the use of grey I'm sure people have already found out that I use 270 and 230 an awful lot now um, it's probably one of the the, the most popular colours I would think, or those two colours, depending on whether you're cool or warm right. but the, the grey goes on first and that Cushions the effect of the the greens and any other colour you put on. Mm. The only the only exception to that rule would be red. You see the red eyes and the the red eyes would have to be red to start with. Mm. Otherwise, you'd never get the. If you put grey on there, you'd make that too dull. It's all right for a roof, but not a, a really bright red eye. Yeah, that's uh, that would be so. Red would go on first, but most other colours you can actually put um, the. Uh, grey underneath it mm, okay. the difference is the, the frog itself has got quite a lot of green on, and that's a lot brighter that green and it's brighter because the ivory was underneath the ivory ah, I was
1: together. going to mention ivory yeah, a, that's mm-hmm. the colour I would have picked um, but not for the background or, that's, right. Right, that's right it, would have, it would have, wouldn't have made the frog stand out
0: no, the ivory would be the ideal colour for that, because then again, it does the same thing, though. It, it softens the green, but wouldn't uh, neutralise it so much. It just yes. gives you a, a much more rich tone. Mm. Lovely, lovely colour. I really enjoyed doing this, and, and I think people will enjoy it too. That's a lot of fun. And we talked about the Grey Wolf, didn't we, last week, being a very sellable picture. By golly, this is too... Yes, But people do this and put it on the, on an, in an exhibition. I guarantee it'll be one of the first to walk out the door. <laughs> Couldn't resist it. You, you, even if you weren't a great frog lover, you'd know somebody that was one.
1: Yeah. So, so is it because uh, you've got a leaf in there? Is it still life, and then you've got a frog? Is it an animal?
0: <laughs> it's
1: amphibian, really, isn't it? Or I don't yes. know. Well, that's your problem. a new a new category. That's your problem. <laughs> are you going to do? Are you going to do more amphibians? I mean, you haven't done no, anything else. Uh, the
0: chances cool. are, I, I probably well amphibians. Possibly, I don't know. Um, I, I I did say, didn't I, that the near as I got to a fish was a penguin a little while ago yes. in the podcast. Well, now, I think this is near as I've got to a fish, a frog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Slimy uh, kind of
0: uh, Yes, text, well, yeah. it's, it's not it's scaly. Uh, yeah. No, it spends quite a lot of time underwater. But, <laughs> no, I, I think the chances are, are slim, I think, of doing more. I don't know. I, I might do. No. Uh, I've, as you know, um, we've got lots of projects in the pipeline for people, and some are quite way out this was one of them Mm. and there's a few more that are way out because i like the challenge of of producing different things and Mm. in i've got a unique position because what i'm doing is trying to teach people techniques so i'm looking at subjects not only with commercial appeal that they can do and enjoy doing and are sellable but also create a new set of techniques Mm that can be moved across to other things. Mm. Uh, this is how we grow. And that does produce a whole load of new techniques, but I, I don't think I would necessarily uh, do any more.
1: Mm. Okay. Well, we'll Something see. like
0: that, possibly. And I wouldn't have done this if it hadn't been the appeal of the expression and of the animal. If it had just been sitting on a leaf, you know, in the normal way i probably wouldn't have even thought about doing it mm. it's only because it was such a cheeky way that it was looking through the hole in the leaf uh, that appealed to me
1: <laughs> good. so i know I, I, I think people will love it good okay well the the green frog will be up in the next week so be sure to check it out we'll also put it on our um other school where we've got just the courses being sold individually so if you're not a member and you just want to give this project a go then it will be available on there too so as always you can go to colinbradleyart.co.uk and uh, get in touch with us and um, join up to be a member if you want to look at the community it's all from you can get access to all of it from colinbradleyart.co.uk okay lovely Good. Okay, so uh, we'll be back next week for our final podcast, episode 150. We've got some uh, announcements, like you said earlier, to to make in that show. So uh, join us then. That's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week. You've been listening
0: to Colin Bradley Artcast. Learn to draw and paint online at your own
1: pace in your own home. For free courses and more information, visit colinbradleyart.com dot co dot uk <laughs>